What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanManBaseballFan.com. Today is Saturday, January 9th, 2021. Before we get started, I wanted to uh, make you aware of a free giveaway contest I'm doing on YouTube. Uh, in order to go and see what it is, you go to YouTube.com forward slash TanManBaseballFan. Um, it's, uh, well, we'll call this the thousand uh, subscriber giveaway here. So, uh, ultimately what's happening is I've got a 2017 Bowman Chrome Prospects Cody Bellinger PSA 10. I'm going to give that away to somebody that I randomly choose at some point after the 13th of this month. Uh, the contest ends uh, January 13th at noon Central Standard Time. All you've got to do guys is just go on there, like, subscribe, comment, and share uh, the video. That's it. Um, at the time of this uh, podcast, it is going to be the second video on that very front page. And so I'll probably do another video or two this, uh, uh, this week before uh, the end of it. So just kind of keep your eye there. But anyways, please like, subscribe, comment, and share. Um, I would appreciate it. I'd love to get to 1,000 <laughs> 1, uh, subscribers. And uh, I haven't been... Uh, well, let's let's be honest. My my YouTube channel is, is a lot like my uh, podcast here. It's very, um, uh, very off the cuff, very uh, inconsistent, and it's just whenever I get a chance to, I'll I'll throw something up there and and that sort of thing. So, but anyways, yeah. So YouTube.com forward slash Tanman Baseball Fan for a PSA 10 2017 Bowman Chrome Prospects Cody Bellinger. Um, like, subscribe, share, and comment youtube.com forward slash tanman baseball fan okay so uh guys i am like super uh pumped for us about this hobby about this hobby of ours uh things are popping like it is uh it is super strong it is continually going strong and uh you know it's it's been great now the thing is that i want to kind of uh talk about the newer people coming in uh, so there are a lot of curmudgeons in our hobby. Oh, we don't want the newer people to come in. They're just all about the money or whatever. And, uh, you know, I say, let's let them all in. Let's, let's welcome them. Let's show them how great this hobby is aside from just the money aspect, because there's so much to enjoy. Uh, look, I mean, if there, if, if this weren't even, if there wasn't money involved or whatever, and this were just a, a great hot, this is just really a great hobby regardless uh, it is so fun. It's so entertaining. You can it can be relaxing, but it also can be stressful and uh, and cause anxiety to go high as well. Which is you know a lot of it has to do with the manufactured rarity um, for <laughs> certain card companies. Well, all of them now at this point that are uh, creating cards that are you know, out of a hundred, then fifty, then twenty five, then ten, then five, then one. It's crazy, but that's okay. Um, it's still fun, you know, because remember, we don't have the, uh, the mindset, we should not have the mindset of an eighties or nineties collector anymore in that we shouldn't try to be able to get everything. Uh, it is more of a buffet. It is, uh, look at what you see out there and enjoy it. And it's kind of funny, the, the vast number of collectors out there their eyes are always on the calendar to see what else is coming up, like these new releases. And it's crazy to me. It's like, it's funny because like now I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to it. Like 
there's going to be some Consego cards that are released this year that I would love to have. Um, but 90, 95%, I probably won't. I just probably won't be interested. Uh, the cards from uh, the pre-war cards, man, I love those. And it's funny, it's it's like there's a different uh, breed of collectors from one to the next, from you know the, the pre-war vintage guys to the guys that are looking for the new shiny cards. I'll give you guys an example. Um, so when you get a any any type of card uh, out there that's new, like there'd be people, myself included, once upon a time, uh, and even now, from you know, depending on what the card is, um, is you find the release, and, and this is really kind of how it goes. Uh, you, you find out that let's say Gypsy Queen or Flawless or National Treasure or Alan and Ginter is going to drop, uh, and uh, you know, within a, a week or so, or, or two, or a month, or something. You keep your eye on the calendar and you wait for that uh, for that uh, checklist to drop so that way you can look to see if your guy is in it and, and in what manner he is in it. So for me, it's Conseco, obviously. And so let's say I'm looking for a button card of Gypsy Queen, for example. This happened to me in 2017. Uh, so I, I'm just waiting and then I, I get notification. 2017 tops Gypsy Queen checklist has dropped. Click here. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So I click on it real quick. Do a quick scan. Okay, so uh, you know Canseco's got a got a jersey card, and then okay, so he's got a um, you know maybe a base card or something. I don't remember exactly in Gypsy Queen, and then and then you look, and then you see, oh my gosh. Jose Canseco has got a button autograph card in Gypsy Queen. Oh, and so it's on. The The mission is on. And uh, I should have led with a different story. I might tell you all a different story anyways, but uh, as well after this. But so the whole, the whole thing is at that point is, okay, let's figure out the release date. So the release date of Gypsy Queen is a week from, you know, today or something uh, back in 2017. So... Uh, you know, you refresh like crazy. You you check uh, from with other collectors, see if they've heard anything about this Gypsy Queen card. Uh, you know, you do all the avenues possible to find this one specific card, and it's kind of crazy because it, it really is a weird way of collecting. Because in the entire run of 2017 Gypsy Queen, the the card that I was white hot about was that Canseco button. And listen, they make cases and cases and cases of this stuff. And let me tell you all of the possibilities of what might happen with this card. It may never be seen. It may never be opened. Uh, it may be uh, opened by a kid at a baseball card shop where that specific card is just kind of tucked away um, in his drawer uh, at home in his room for years and might be bang, banging around with uh, marbles or cartridges of video games or whatever, you know, like that's just kind of how it goes a lot of times um, with these cards. And I mean, shoot, I know that's how it was for me when I was, uh, when I was really young. I, that first pack of cards I got at, at, you know, seven years old, I didn't care about baseball cards. Then I just had some 87 tops and I threw them in a drawer and I, you know, rediscovered them a couple of years later and that sort of thing. But uh, but you know you're never guaranteed that you'll be able to have 
uh, be able to get any any certain card or even have a shot or even see one of these cards. So it's kind of a kind of a strange thing when it comes to collecting because uh, you know you can have your 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 heart set on this one specific card that's in this release and never ever see it and you might go years and years and years and years and that's kind of the fun part about collecting as well I guess because as the years go on the more desire you might have for a certain card and this might build up in into your head as like a grail card at some point where you know it probably you know maybe it shouldn't be or whatever but uh but that's that's kind of the fun part about collecting as well is you build a story behind these cards as well and it adds value to you um so anyways there's there's a number of things that could happen i mean you know the card may very well just be pulled by somebody who's simply not on the internet and shows stuff i mean you know some there might be a big time uh, buyer they are a big time uh, collector and they might think well this card's probably only worth a few hundred bucks or whatever and you know I, I deal in cards are several thousand dollars so in in the box it goes no big deal don't care about it all that much and uh, you, you might find somebody that says hey oh man I really am looking for this button Canseco card and they might laugh to themselves if they see that message online <laughs> I've got that card okay and they continue on and don't do anything um, so that's that's kind of an interesting thing, an interesting thing about this. And, and the reason why I picked the 2017 Gypsy Queen Canseco button is what happened with me <clears throat> is I remember uh, I was actually, I had the 2016 Gypsy Queen um, autograph button card of Canseco. And, uh, and that was actually kind of a funny thing as well. Like I ended up uh, getting that in like a Facebook auction. Like I, I don't really do those like you know I don't know if they do them anymore I'm sure they do uh, but anyways I was part of this Facebook auction and uh, you know so I ended up uh, being the high bidder and there was a guy that bid me up to like $500 um, and at the time remember this is like the first licensed one of one Canseco button card or something like that so uh, so the the guy that lost he goes he goes oh man Tanner you're such an idiot I bid you up way high, and uh, and now you have to pay this. Uh, you suck, blah, 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 blah. and I was like, oh man, you know, you got me, okay. And then he he did this publicly, and so everybody um, everybody uh, really kind of ridiculed the guy. Oh, you're a jerk, blah blah blah. blah. And the seller ended up saying, you know, hey, listen, man, like, uh, you know, if you don't want it, then you know that's okay. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll redo something. I know that he. Uh, he bid you up. I was like, no, 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 I'll take it. I'll take it because <laughs> I knew it was worth a lot more. I actually lucked out in spite of what that guy said. And as it came, <laughs> turned out, the seller uh, ended up getting a backdoor offer for like 900 bucks for the card. That's why he was he was saying that. And so I go, oh, okay, well, that makes more sense. I go, well, listen, I, I appreciate you uh, uh, being honest. And, you know, he, he did sell to me, which was, which was great. And, uh, it's uh, very nice of him, but anyways, ultimately I was uh, working on a deal uh, to send that card to someone else's collection, and uh, with a bunch of other cards. And I was on the fence. I was like, "Oh, I don't know about this. I, I, oh, it's it's such a nice button card. Will I regret this? I don't know. I'm just not sure." And so I'm sitting there. I remember it's like ten in the morning, and I'm just working. And I was like, "Let me check eBay," and then my jaw dropped. I go. Oh my gosh, the 2017 
Gypsy Queen Canseco button popped up. And oh man, it's like with as much as I liked the 2016 Gypsy Queen button, the 2017 one just like really kind of set me off. The design was perfect, the colors, everything. I just loved that card so much. But uh, I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to get this because the guy's just asking like crazy money for it. But we ended up going back and forth and, and lo and behold, he accepted my offer. I go, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. So I went back to the guy that I was trading with, uh, you know, considering trading. I was like, okay, let's do this deal. So I ended up trading the, uh, the 2016 Gypsy Queen Canseco button because I knew that I had the 2017 one locked up. Uh, so, you know, fast forward a year, year and a half later, I ended up selling my collection and that was one of the cards. And uh, and then I start thinking, huh, man, maybe I should like get back into collecting some Canseco cards. Not everything like I was before, but let me, let me consider uh, getting some cards that I really truly thought were special. Maybe one button card, one, uh, one barrel, one knob, whatever. And uh, you know, not everything, but just it'd be nice to have some of those and some of the grails of the 90s and 80s and, and that sort of thing. Some nice patch cards. And and uh, so I go, well, I know exactly where I sold this button card. It's to another super collector who's a friend of mine. And I've been asking this guy, his name's Curtis, uh, for a long time. I've been offering up trade after trade after trade. And he just said, nope, nope, nope. He'd shut me down each time. <laughs> Which I understand. It's understandable. It's uh, you know, if you have a if you have a card like that and you're a super collector of that player, obviously it's not going to be a cakewalk to try to you know to let it go. So I go okay. Well, uh, then I ended up um, buying out some super collectors and I had some firepower. I said, well, all right, Curtis, here's what I'm going to do. And so I ended up uh, you know throwing the kitchen sink at him as far as a trade goes. And he goes, all right, man, you got me. <laughs> so. So I ended up getting that button card back. And it's funny because, you know, listen guys, like they're gonna be making these cards over and over and over again. Like it's, in 10 years, Canseco might have 30 different button cards at that point. Now they'll be locked up in other collections and that sort of thing. And, and they'll still be extremely valuable or whatever, but um, it's not like a 96 Select Certified Mirror Gold. They're never gonna make another 96 Select Certified Mirror Gold. And, uh, and so there lies the rub. There's a two, there's a big difference there between the new high-end cards and the cards of yesteryear. And we're going to go even further back, much further back than the nineties. But you know, you have like, for instance, nowadays they'll, the high-end cards, the jumbo patches, the barrels, the knobs, the tags, all of these cards are special because of the relic, not necessarily just because of the actual card itself. Like for me, this button card. It's not exciting because it's a 2017 Gypsy Queen card. I don't care. I don't care that it's a 2017 Gypsy Queen card. I care because it's autographed, it's got a button, and it's an incredible design. Now, when it comes to, say, a 98 Crusade, a red, like, that's what makes it special. And uh, so, so this is kind of an interesting uh, thing to think about. The thing that makes it special is the card itself uh, back in the 90s. Um, the thing that makes the card special now is what is, you know, two things. Number one, the serial number, what serial number that, and number two, the type of relic that's in it. And so, uh, you know, again, nobody cares if it's a 2017 Gypsy Queen or a 2020 Gypsy Queen or a 2015 Gypsy Queen. It just doesn't matter. 
just does not matter. And uh, and by the way, that first button I might have had it might have been a 2015 Gypsy Queen. I don't recall. It does, but hey, there you go. Like I said, it doesn't matter. Um, so uh, in in realizing that and going forward, uh, you know, I think I've been able to be a little more selective, a little more choosy when it comes to the newer cards that come out. Um, and believe me, there's some super impressive cards have come out. I absolutely love what some of these cards, these, these card companies are coming out with. Um, but you know, again, uh, when you realize that the thing that makes a, a card special is the relic, um, and that they're going to be making more of these with that same type of relic, it kind of puts things into a different perspective. Um, you know, so, you know, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of an interesting thing to think about. Now, Let's go back even further, uh, and I'll give you an example on a card that I just picked up. I just did a video of it on YouTube. Um, it's an 1888, probably, uh, old judge, Billy Sunday. Now, Billy Sunday will always hold a special place in my heart because uh, he ended up becoming, uh, going from being a baseball player to a, an evangelist, like one of the earliest, most well-known evangelists um, ever in America. And, uh, you know, so he's got some baseball cards that are largely an old judge. There's a few others that he has out there too, I think, but the old judge ones are the ones that I care about the most. And so, uh, I picked up a raw one and it was, uh, it was one where he's bending over and he's on stage, you know, in a studio, like, like they always do an old judge for the most part. There's some that are taken outside, but you know, the vast majority of old judge cards were done in a studio. Um, and so you see the background of the card where they have like this backdrop of a stadium and then you have him holding a ball like he just caught it or something with his bare hands. There's no glove, uh, it's his bare hands. And then you have the ground that's, uh, that's like a, a rug or carpet that's made to look like it is actually... Um, like it's actually a, uh, um, a baseball field. There are just so many charming things about this card and really old judge cards in general. Um, and, uh, you know, I've talked about this before, but, um, yeah, I want to, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, the production of these old judge cards, just so you kind of get a better feel. I mean, this is not like, don't think of baseball cards back then as like, you know, having some like huge high tech printing presses like tops has now. Um, what they would do is they would actually take these cabinet photos and they would put a mat over them and uh, they would actually put labels on top of these photos and then take picture, take a picture of this like, I think it was like a six by four grid or something of cabinet photos and then chop them up. So uh, for Billy Sunday, uh, he played for Chicago, but he ended up uh, playing for Pittsburgh for a while as well. And so what old judge did is they took the same picture uh, that they had for him playing in Chicago and they literally uh, cut out something uh, to put on top of it that said Pittsburgh and overlaid it on top of the Chicago label which uh, you know just kind of adds to the charm you know for me personally uh, they did like ew, I don't know it's like 3,500 or 4,500 different old judge cards which is just incredible. And so obviously a lot of these guys, I just don't know who they are. Uh, but I do know a handful of them, like a, like pretty well now. And, uh, 
it just, it, you know, you hold it and the card that got uh, was, was raw, by the way, and it's just kind of fun to hold what feels almost like a historical document. You know, you're, you're thinking, man, this, this picture was taken um, of a baseball player that was in a completely different time period, like before radio, before television. And uh, it was really when our, you know, it was, it's basically the genesis of our hobby. You know, it's really kind of what it is. And so, anyways, I, I went to a forum. It was a, a forum that has to do with vintage cards at Net54. And uh, this guy is selling a bunch of old Judge cards. And he's got pictures of them. And I was like, oh, man, that's those are nice. And I didn't really think anything about it. And then I looked down, and there was, like, this little text list. of He said, I also have dot, dot, dot. And one of them was a Billy Sunday. And I go, oh, <laughs> And so I reached out to him real quick. I was like, Hey, I'd love to see it. And so he shows it to me. I'm like, Oh, it's beautiful. The, you know, the, for old judge cards, I don't care nearly as much about cornering, uh, corners or, or, uh, you know, the, the centering or anything like that nearly as much as I care about the actual quality of the photograph itself, because they can fade terribly. So if you have great clarity um, in contrast, that old judge card is for me, at least when it comes to one of the guys I like. So, in uh, the positioning and that sort of thing. So, uh, I end up getting this this old judge Billy Sunday card. I'm looking at the sales history, guys. The last time that card sold was in 2015, and before that, sold only one other time. And uh, I'm thinking, man, you know, now that is the definition of uh, scarcity right there. Uh, it's, it's a card that was not manufactured to be rare. Uh, it was just a card that, you know, it's 133 years old now, um, I think. And uh, the reason why it's not around is because these weren't created to be super valuable or to be held in, you know, these two inch thick glass holders or whatever. Uh, you know, they, uh, they were made to be enjoyed by kids and, and adults, I think, as well, uh, it, you know, in the 19th century. You know, so there's a, there's a big difference there, um, which is kind of fun to think about because, you know, when you look at that one, for an 1888 old judge card, and I'm saying 88 because I think the 87 is actually a Chicago version, but the 1888 old judge card versus like a 2017 Gypsy Queen, for example, um, that is a, you know, that's a big difference right there, um, of, you know, basically everything. There's, there's nothing that's like the design isn't amazing. The, there's no relic in it. Um, there's no serial number. <laughs> there was no checklist that dropped back in 1888 that I know of anyway, that said, Hey, be on the lookout for this, you know, amazing Billy Sunday card. You know, there's just a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of differences. And it's kind of fun to see our hobby evolve, uh, that way. Like, uh, the, the, the things that have changed. And so obviously I've talked about this before as well. I mean, within like a few years of the start of our hobby, everything ceased to exist for the most part and came back, you know, 20 years later. And it was, it was around for a few more years and then, you know, it didn't, it didn't disappear, but you know, the, the quality dropped significantly. And then, with Gaudi, it picked up again, and so it's just—it's amazing how how this hobby has has really kind of survived 
uh, you know, the war, two world wars and just everything else that, that survived and how things have changed. Even like, you know, the junk wax era, it almost seems like ancient history now, like in the 80s and 90s when they would create millions, like literally millions of each and every single card. And uh, that's just incredible to me. I guess that's why I love this hobby so much. It, there's so much to appreciate about 19th century stuff. There's so much to appreciate about uh, you know, stuff from like the early 20th century, uh, even the, the golden era, like, uh, I don't know if I call it the golden era of, of baseball cards itself, but, uh, uh, but you know, the, the fifties, you know, the, the amazing cards from the forties and fifties and sixties. And then, you know, you have the seventies, seventies are probably, is probably the decade. I would say maybe even the sixties, sixties and seventies are probably two decades that are not as interesting to me when it comes to collecting. Same with the 20s. 2060s and 70s are probably uh, the ones I'm least attached to. But uh, but then you have the 80s. That's like my childhood. That might be your childhood as well. Uh, in spite of the fact that there's so much of that stuff that was designed um, or that was uh, created, there's just so much more uh, uh, memories out there as well for the, because of those cards. So when it comes to like the 90s, uh, how can you not fall in love with 90s cards, guys? <laughs> uh, you know, so the 90s cards have, have uh, enjoyed a, uh, an astronomical increase in pricing over the past decade or so. Uh, they exploded with special cards and beautiful looking uh, cardboard, like just different technologies. There was a lot of competition. So everybody was trying to one up each other and it, they just did such an amazing job with those cards. Uh, not all of them, but many of them. And so it's it's very hard. And it's funny because I actually sold an entire binder full of beautiful cards from the 90s and 2000s. Uh, knowing that if I wanted them, I can go back and get them later down the road, you know, or, or you know, build something else. Uh, you know, another similar binder. But that money went toward... Uh, that Babe Ruth I was talking about in my last podcast, you know, which is crazy, by the way. You have like, I think there are probably about 300, 350 or so of these like really beautiful cards of, of Bonds and Griffey and Jeter and A-Rod and all that sort of thing. And selling that entire thing, like paid for like a tiny, tiny sliver of the Babe Ruth, you know, it's really kind of funny how, how you can consolidate down and uh, you know, your collection that way. But anyway, so 2000s, same thing, at least for the early 2000s when it comes to the 90s cards. Um, and they introduced the patches a lot for a lot of people as well then and, and autographs. Uh, uh, pack insert autographs were, were more prevalent at that point as well. Um, just, you know, fun stuff. So we've got like this really incredible hobby that has evolved. And, uh, and so I remember uh, thinking like just those two cards like the 2017 gypsy queen canseco one of one getting like super amped about it like realizing that this is the only 2017 gypsy queen canseco button card but then also realizing that they're going to make more they're going to make more more button cards which uh, may very well be as just as beautiful or even more beautiful or special uh, than the 2017 gypsy queen card and then looking at the billy sunday and just seeing like there's it's almost like there's more there's more flash and design and 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 you know everything like that when it comes to the button card but there's more soul 
into the old Judge Billy Sunday, uh, realizing that there's only a couple others that have sold uh, that I could see in the entire sales history of that specific card. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it, it is nothing short of amazing that that card has survived all these years. Uh, and it's actually my collection, and I've been thinking about this a lot too, a lot too recently. Just when it comes to these 19th century cards and the you know turn of the century cards, like really up to like, well, I mean, gosh, even the 30s. I mean, feel like I'm not worthy to have some of these cards. It's just, uh, it's incredible. They feel like they're actual history. Um, so, anyways, I don't know. There's not really a whole lot of rhyme or reason to this podcast. I guess I just wanted to talk a little bit about the differences between the old cards and new cards and, and, uh, how they're special in each way and, uh, you know, how they are special in, in various ways for, and they they differ from each other, but they're all still great to have. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm super excited about the button card, but I'm super excited about the old judge Billy Sunday card. Um, and, uh, you know, it's fun, but, which by the way, that, uh, goes to show you, it's very important to have a focus in this hobby. <laughs> so, cause you can easily fall in love with everything that you see. Um, so just be careful or else your bank account's going to be drained quick. Um, but anyway, so I will wrap this up by reminding you one more time with this contest, youtube.com forward slash tan man baseball fan. Uh, just like subscribe, share and comment on that video about the contest that I have for the free giveaway of the 2017 Bowman Chrome Prospects Cody Bellinger uh, PSA 10. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you all have a fantastic rest of the day.